Hello, hello. Welcome to Flowing with the Punches. I'm your host, Stephanie Lord Enziazio of SLD Wellness. And this podcast is all about flowing through the sweetest peaks and navigating through the bitter pits of life so that you can unapologetically be yourself. We live in a society where online it seems like everything is rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and rainbows and i am here to call bullshit on all of that it's not that people are not always hopping on flights people are not living this dream life all the time people are going through hard shit all the time and they just don't talk about it behind closed doors they're dealing with struggles and you wouldn't even know it and oh yeah on this podcast i do curse so buckle the fuck up and get ready to go on this ride if you are ready to talk talk about getting through the things that are impossible, seeing through all the hardship, and finding your way through it, let's jump in. Are you ready? Hello, hello. Welcome to Flowing with the Punches. I am your host, Stephanie Lorden Diazio of SLD Wellness. And Flowing with the Punches is all about flowing through the sweetest peaks and navigating through the bitter pits of life so that you can unapologetically be yourself. And today is episode five of the podcast, which is all about those moments when you feel like you're going to give up and what that means. Usually it means that you're on the brink of something huge and Oftentimes when we are in those moments, we can't even really see it. It usually isn't until after the fact that we realize like, oh wait, that was actually a pivotal moment in my life. And so I'm really excited to dive into that with you. If you, before we dive into that, if you are enjoying this podcast, Be sure to share it with a friend, leave a review, subscribe, and let me know what you're thinking about it so far because that also lets me know, hey, is this something that people even want to hear about? So tell me your thoughts, share with a friend, leave a review, and I am enjoying what I'm hearing so far. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from people about all of the episodes so far, especially the previous episode, episode four, about thoughts from a pregnant doula, aka me talking about me being pregnant and the experiences that I've had and how that's played into my work as a doula. And so that is also something that's been really exciting. And we'll dive into that all a little bit more in this episode because I feel like when you feel like you're giving up and something huge happens, it usually happens at the right time. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about why it is that when we feel like we're basically at our wit's end, things usually work out. And I'll share some examples from my own career of some things that have happened and struggles that I've encountered that then kind of flip. And then you're like, what? How did that even happen? I also think it's important to give yourself grace as you go through these struggles. So we'll talk about those things and about micro movements and the liminal space, the space in between. Like that is something that I think is a huge thing. So let's dive into it. Usually when it comes to the times that you feel like you are going to give up and you're just like, I cannot see through and you feel like you are in this dark tunnel. That's usually how I describe it. It's like, you feel like you're in this dark tunnel and you don't feel like the light is there. Like you can't find the light at the end of the tunnel and you don't even know where you're stepping. It just feels very unknown. And 
I remember I was talking to someone about that once and what they said to me is keep going because the light is going to shine through and will be the path that helps you find your way. And at the time I was so much in that tunnel that I was like, yeah, yeah, like I believe you because I know that you've gone through struggles, but how am I going to get through these struggles? And I think that's the thing is when you're in it, you can't see out of it. But when you're out of it, you can look back and be like, oh, I had to go through this thing in order to get to this point. Or, oh, I had to understand why this was supposed to happen in this capacity so that I could have the strength or the understanding or the language to stand up for myself or to say no or to become someone who doesn't put up with certain things. Like a lot of times when we encounter things, it's like the training ground for us before we get to the next level of where it is that we're supposed to be. And I can give you some examples of some of the things that I've kind of encountered career-wise, especially early on in my career. I remember applying for jobs as an example. And when I would apply for jobs in the corporate world, when I finished grad school, after moving across the country from Philly to Denver, that was really hard for me because I was like, okay, so I've got this MBA. I've worked in a ton of different places. I know I've got the experience. I know that I have value. I have all of this stuff. I've been applying like crazy in Philly and things aren't working out. Why is it that it's not working out when everyone else that I know that I went to business school with is finding a job with ease. And that was what I would say to myself. Like, why is it that it's happening in this way? What is it that's wrong with me? Like, there has to be something that's wrong with me if these things aren't working out. And truly what it was is that I was meant to move across the country. I was meant to do yoga teacher training in Philly and then move to Denver and then have the space and the time to do yoga teacher training in Denver and then start to teach there and to start to work in a mindfulness company, doing literally what I went to school for. And then when I was there and things started to get really difficult and my health started to very much take a hit because the environment that it was said to be was very different than the environment that it actually was. It was one that was not right for me and was pretty toxic. The voice inside my head and heart that has been there since I was 21 that was like, you should work for yourself, was screaming out loud, especially at the height of COVID. I was like, if I'm gonna be doing all of this work for other people where I feel like I'm running so many things, what does it look like to work for myself? And that was a pivotal point for me because making that decision to leave a work environment that wasn't right for me, that for a time worked, but then no longer did, made me realize that I had to value myself and my needs and pay attention to those things. And of course, like every other work environment that I've worked in in the past where things would get toxic and shitty, as soon as I left, other people were like, wow, you left at the perfect time. This place is actually really bad. And That's because I had to learn to listen to my gut from all the previous work experiences that I had. And for a while, it just felt like, oh man, every time I work somewhere, things just go to crap. And I think that what's shifted for me 
from then to now is realizing that I have been in the best mental space when I've worked for myself versus working in a work environment where people don't prioritize their health, they don't prioritize their their needs, they act as though they do and they say that they do, but they don't actually do it. And that was a tough lesson because for a really long time, it felt like I was just going through the dark. And that doesn't mean that working for myself has been all rainbows and butterflies either. You know, there's been times that that's been really difficult. But even with that, it's like, at the times that it's felt the most difficult, there's always been some sort of breakthrough, whether it's having conversations with people or interacting with people and networking with the right people to be able to work at a hospital as a doula and to get work experience and to do over 35 births or whether that's meant being able to get into postpartum and really dive into that and realize that that's a space that I really enjoy. So sometimes you go through things that feel really difficult and pivoting is what you have to do. Being able to see like what are the things that are working or what are the things that you really desire here versus what are the things that really just aren't working for you. Because a lot of times what can happen is that we can do the same thing over and over and expect to have things change and they don't. And if we are stuck in our ways and we just stick to the thing over and over and over again and we're like, but I'm working so hard at this and this isn't really working out, sometimes we have to give ourselves space and time to see if that thing will actually indeed work out for us. And that can look like giving yourself the opportunity to try something else. Or that could look like giving yourself grace to just have the time to figure out if something is right for you. Because we do go through struggles. There are fumbles that we encounter. There are times where we make a big decision or a big move and we don't quite see if that is what we're supposed to be doing. But you have to give yourself a chance, a chance to see if things will work out in those things. And if they don't, you can do something else. You can try something else. But that's also why I think it's so important to lean into the micro movements of things. And what I mean by that is that you don't have to do a complete overhaul of your entire life all the time. Sometimes it's making tiny shifts for yourself. Like I'm going to show up consistently online or I'm going to write consistently so that I have just the space to process things. Or if you're looking for a new job, you can apply and work on your resume and like put yourself out there and network. Or if you have your own business and you want to make connections meeting in person with different people and having a goal of maybe talking to one to two or three people in a week about your business and letting them know that it exists and what it is that you do or what it is that you intend on doing. I think that a lot of times we can put really big expectations on ourselves and think that everything needs to be a certain way because I see that this person has this success and What is it that I'm doing for myself? Because it doesn't really look like that thing is happening for me. And for that, I have to say that 
if you allow comparison to be the thief of your joy, you're really missing out on a lot of things because everybody's time comes at different points. Everybody's peaks of success comes at different points. And even the people that you see that look like they're riding a high and are at their peaks, they've had moments where it's been hard. They've had moments where they've questioned things. And sometimes they do a complete overhaul of everything in order to figure out what makes the most sense for them. Sometimes you have to do a complete upheaval. Other times you have to just look at what it is that is continuously happening and give yourself an opportunity to grow from it. And there's nothing wrong with giving yourself the chance to grow. There's nothing wrong with, as you're going through things that are really hard, just acknowledging that you're going through something that's really hard. You don't have to be perfect. And perfection isn't something that even exists. So you have to give yourself a chance to go through the murky shit so that you can get to the things that you actually want. And that's why I love to talk about the liminal space. The liminal space is the space in between, between where you are and where it is that you want to be. And I think a lot of times we can be so hard on ourselves when we're at the space that we are and we're staring across the river at where it is that we want to be. Because we're like, how the hell am I going to get there? I'm going through all this turbulence. I don't really feel like it's going to be a spot that I'm going to be in at all. When will I get there? When will I be able to be financially free? When will I be able to have all of the desires that I want? Whether that's a certain lifestyle or a certain family or whatever it is. Like a lot of times we can be so fixated on what it is that we don't have rather than seeing the things that we have that are going to lead to what it is that we do want. And if you are so stuck in the this isn't where I'm supposed to be or this isn't what I want or this isn't working right for me, it gets really tough to appreciate the things that are currently happening in the moment for you that will actually help you to get to the space that you want to be in. Like, as I was giving the example of struggles that I've had in my career in general, as I was going through those murky things and the things that felt really difficult or working in environments that felt like they were really wrong for me, I could not imagine that I would be at the space that I'm in right now where not only do I enjoy what it is that I do, but because I've gone through those things in the past, I have so much knowledge and experience that I can share with people on hey, if you want to make a career pivot, here's what you can do. Or, hey, if you want to ask different and difficult questions in the medical room, here's what you can do. Because it all ended up connecting, you know? Having difficult conversations at work and having to speak up for myself, having to advocate for myself has absolutely translated into being able to help other people advocate for themselves in the medical room and asking, well, how about we try this? Or what about we do this. If I didn't go through those experiences that felt really hard and in the moments that I felt like, oh my gosh, I feel so anxious, I feel like I could throw up or I might indeed actually do it in those in those times when it was just so bad. If I didn't have those things happen, I also wouldn't be able to pay attention to my intuition about this feels wrong. This isn't right for me or something is happening here that needs to shift. I've been able to enter spaces 
when I think about like being in hospitals or being in birth rooms, I've been able to enter spaces where I can shift the energy in the room because I know what it is that I'm doing and I'm able to do it so confidently and comfortably. And that's something that also feels a little crazy to say in the sense of birth because birth is so unpredictable. Birth can be so wild. But there was never a point in time that I've been in a birth room and been like, holy fuck, I'm afraid. And I think part of that is because I've experienced a lot of things in my life and career in which I would be like, holy fuck, this is scary. And I would have to just navigate through it and just get through it and keep doing it. So I've been able to encounter spaces that would scare the shit out of a lot of people and probably out of most people without that sense of fear because I just trust and know that you have to sometimes go through the mud in order to come out. And in the moments that you feel like you can't do it, the way that I think of it is like, I like to compare the moments where you feel like you're going to give up, that you're on the brink of something huge to birth. Because in birth, there is different stages of labor. There is early labor where you might have things start to slowly pick up. There is active labor where things start to intensify a little bit more and you probably are approaching or are at five centimeters nearing seven. There's transition where you're literally at the point where you're like, holy fuck, I feel like I can't do this. I am going to give up. Why did I do this stuff? I think of clients of mine who have already had children and they're going to have another and they'll say as they're in transition, why did I decide to do this again? Oh my goodness. Like, no. Why? Why? Why did I decide to do this? I can't do this. I can't do this. I give up. Of course you can't give up. You're about to have a child. You can't give up. You got to keep going. You got to keep going through it. Yes, this isn't comfortable. Yes, this isn't necessarily what you had in mind, but you will get through it. You have to get through it. And then you're pushing. And then the child is here. And then you have this wave of love and you're like, oh my goodness, like I did all of that. I busted my butt and I thought that I was going to just pass out right there. And here they are. And I I compare that to just moments where you feel like things are difficult in general because that's also, I think, in a lot of ways, kind of how the life cycle of things happen where it's like, okay, things are starting to get a little tough. I'm feeling it. I'm just going to keep going. I'm feeling a little bit, but I'm going to keep going. And then it's like, mm, ooh, okay, things are starting to get tougher. You get to transition and you're like, ooh, it's <laughs> like the transition of life of like where things are really getting really, really hard. And you're like, ooh, the pressure is getting worse. You're like, I cannot, I can't do this. Like, why did I make this decision? Why did I decide to start this business? Why did I decide to move? Why did I decide to make this shift in my life? What made me think I had the gall, the audacity to do this? And then you keep going and things start to show you why you're doing the thing that you're doing. Maybe sometimes you need to take a break. Maybe sometimes you need to take a nap. Maybe sometimes you need to try something else for a little bit. Maybe sometimes you need to walk away from it and revisit it. Maybe in some instances, this isn't the right thing and you have to try a different method. And all of those things are okay because 
you're trying and you're testing it out and you're observing what makes the most sense for you. And I think that that's something that is really important. And in general, things usually intensify before they start to show up for you in the best possible way. And I think that that's because in a lot of cases, it's like there's lessons that we encounter in a spiral and we can feel like, okay, I already learned this thing. I already did this thing. Why do you keep coming back? This doesn't feel fair to me that you just keep showing up again. Why is it that you're here again? And a lot of times it's there again in a different form so that you can learn something from that specific thing because lessons don't really go away. We're always learning. And sometimes we're relearning the same thing because as humans, we remember and then we forget and then we remember and then we forget again. And then we remember and then we forget and then we remember and then we forget again. And that happens with so many aspects of our lives, whether it's career or relationship or day-to-day life. The things that we encounter that can be really difficult for us they usually come in a loop and we're like, why is this happening again? Why is it that, that that I can't just get through this the first time and just be done with this? Or why does it feel like I can never just be done with this? And it's because we as humans sometimes need to like fully learn the full extent of something or fully do the full extent of something in order for it to be complete for us. The liminal space is like such a interesting space. It's a tricky space. It's one that I used to hate on so much because it's hard as hell. Like it's not fun to be in a space where you feel like you can't see through it at all. Like it feels like you're just blindly going through it and unaware. But I can tell you that if you think back on moments where you felt like you were at your toughest point and look back at it now coming through that point, you've learned a lot and you can probably come out of it with lessons of things that you learned, whether it was, I learned that I need to take care of myself more, or I learned that therapy was something that I really needed to explore for myself, or I learned that My anxiety really can take over if I allow it to. Like there's so many things that we can learn about ourselves. And I think that we have to give ourselves the space to learn those things about ourselves so that we can keep going. So if you feel like things are impossible, if you feel like they're never going to get better, if that's kind of the stage that you're at, I think it's important to know that if you keep going, things will shift. And sometimes things happen as a warning or wake-up call that the thing that you're doing isn't what you're supposed to be doing. You know, like the environment that you're choosing or the environment that you're working in or how the people that you're interacting with are not the people that are supposed to be in your life long-term. And sometimes we don't learn that on our own and it can feel like it happens the hard way. Like it just kind of like pops up like, Hey, this ain't it. It's time to go walk away from this. And if you encounter that, listen to yourself and listen to that feeling because it's a real thing. And I know that for me, when I was approaching 
some points of burnout, especially recently in the past um, couple of months, I realized that something big was going to happen because I was very much just like doing back-to-back births and just feeling entirely drained. I didn't really know how I was going to give my effort and my all into the birth room, but I was doing it. And at the time that I was doing it, I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm exhausted. I'm not getting sleep. I'm doing back-to-back births. Like the second, the third, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth. I remember doing six births in September and being like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't feasible for me. I know some people who can do 10 births in a month and they're fine. I am not one of those people. For me, I need to sleep. I need to have some sort of consistency in my schedule. And if I'm going to do births, I can do a few in a month, but I would also like to spend time connecting with families and supporting them in other capacities, whether it's preparing for birth or talking to them about how their births went, advocating for them and helping to support them so that they know what it is that they should be aware of going into the birth room. But I feel like for me personally, doing six births a month, doing five births a month, I become a walking zombie. My immune system takes a hit. I'm more likely to get really sick. And by paying attention to those cues in my body, I was able to make the decision to slow down, make the decision to pause on birth in January and February. And I remember being in the labor room in September for a birth where someone was unmedicated. They were on the floor and they grabbed my pant leg and almost scratched my ankle. And I remember I just had this thought that like came through at the time that was like, whenever I am pregnant, I'm not gonna be able to do this in this capacity because I don't feel like this is feasible for me right now. And I don't think that I'll be able to be in a space where I'll be physically able to be doing all the hip squeezes, be able to not get sleep and all of that. I was like, I don't feel like that is possible for me. And then I found out like a few weeks, a month later that I was pregnant and I was like, holy shit, this is funny that this timing happened in this way when I realized that I have to take care of myself because I'm burning out and it really just like shifted everything for me because from that point on I was working mainly with private clients and I was I made it clear to them that I was pregnant and I also made it clear that the way in which I was going to show up as a doula was going to be different than how I showed up as a doula in the past. That yes, I would be there to apply counter pressure and all of those things, but I also was going to need to stop to eat and need to sit down a little bit more. And that if I'm at their birth for a really long period of time, yes, I'm going to need a nap because I am now 
responsible for a life and I have to make sure that we're both okay. I don't want to pass out at your birth and I need to take care of myself. And so that felt like a really big shift because in September, I remember feeling like, oh, I could give up right here. I could just stop all of this. I could just stop working as a doula. I could just stop doing things for my business because I am drained. I'm exhausted and I don't know how people do this. And we can and we will talk more about this in next week's episode about burnout and how I never saw it coming and like how I was just kind of operating as a machine. And I think for me, there were a lot of ways in which what shifted when I was feeling like I was going to give up that led to huge things like this pregnancy, huge things like growing my business massively last year by 10 times the revenue of what I had the year before is that I started to really pay attention to how I was physically feeling. I started to say no more to things that weren't right for me. I wasn't saying yes to last minute requests. I needed to give myself time to decompress, to relax. I needed to give myself time to sleep, to eat, because prior to that, it was just burnout city. And I have lived in that space. It's not a space that you want to stay in. It's not really even a space you want to visit, but I think that it's so important when you feel like something isn't really working for you to figure out why it is that it appears like it's not working for you. Is it the entire thing? Is it the whole kit and caboodle? Are you like throw the whole opportunity away, throw the whole job away, throw the whole person away, throw the whole everything away? Or is there something that needs to shift in that environment for you? Because sometimes it's just that you are so close and you just can't even see how close you are. Sometimes in that liminal space, you're like right about to land at where it is that you want it to be, but it doesn't come with an announcement. You know, it doesn't come with a, don't worry, you're almost here. We're gonna make it. Like that's not generally how it works out. Usually things get tougher until all of a sudden it just like breaks free and then it gets easier and you arrive at where it is that you want it to be or you get to that point where you were like, this is actually exactly what I've been hoping for or exactly what I was asking for and here it is. So give yourself a chance because we can feel like we need to give up and sometimes we do need to walk away from things. But if it's something that you are truly passionate about, Sometimes we have to just give it a chance to fully bake, give it a chance to fully develop before it actually does. All right, y'all, let's move to the meditation. I'm gonna go grab my sound bowl and we are going to breathe a little bit. Okay, so wherever you are, start to close your eyes. Relax your shoulders away from your ears. Take a deep inhale in through your nose. Audible exhale out of your mouth. Sigh it out. (sighs) Beautiful job. Let's do that two more times. Take a deep inhale in through your nose. Fill your belly. 
your chest, your back. Audible exhale out, let all of that air go from your chest, your back, your belly. One more time. Take a deep breath in, your biggest breath yet. Audible exhale out, let it go. Relax your jaw, relax your collarbones, relax your arms, your chest, your belly, your hips, your legs, your feet, relax your hands. Taking slow and deep inhales in through your nose and out of your mouth. Connecting deeper and deeper to your body. Know that when things seem tough and when they feel tough, there's a lesson on the other side. There is progress on the other side. And in this moment of stillness, how can you let go of whatever it is that you don't need in order to receive what it is that you do? Taking slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out of your mouth. When you're ready, slowly begin to wiggle your fingers and your toes and rock your head from side to side. 
taking a nice stretch. And we'll take a couple rounds of cleansing breath to seal this practice. Take a deep breath in through your nose, fill up, fill up your belly, your chest, your back. Audible exhale, let it go. Empty all the air out of your body. <sighs> Two more times, take a deep breath in through your nose. Audible exhale out, let it go. One more time. Take a deep breath in. Audible exhale out, let it go. Slowly begin to open your eyes and find three things in the room to look at. Thank you so much for being here. Again, my name is Stephanie Lord Antiazio. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please leave a review wherever you're listening to it, whether it's Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast so you can know when it's coming out for the week. And I am looking forward to talking to you next week about burnout, how I never saw it coming, lessons that have been learned from it. And I'll talk more about experiences that I've had as a doula. I'll talk about burnout that I've experienced and also how it can relate to working for yourself because there's often this misconception that when you work for yourself, it's rainbows and butterflies all the time. And while, yes, I have enjoyed working for myself, there's a lot of things that I needed to unlearn and undo from corporate toxic work environments that can spill over unintentionally into what it is that you're doing. And that's what happened to me. And also how pregnancy really shifted the way that I work and the way that I care for myself. Because anyone who knows me knows that I've often worked like a machine. And this baby doesn't tolerate that. <laughs> I have not been allowed to be the machine that I have been. And if you're listening to this podcast episode now, like, or listen to the episode before this, episode four, then you've probably heard the ways in which things have shifted, like even in the past couple of weeks, past couple of months, because I've had to learn ways in which to still share what it is that I want to do without burning myself out, still taking care of myself and doing the things that I'm interested in, but prioritizing rest. And whether that's meant slowing down when things come out or using less sound bowls in certain times, those are the ways in which things have shifted. And if you enjoyed the conversation from last week about thoughts from a pregnant doula, 
check out SLD Wellness on Instagram every Friday because we're now doing Ask a Doula on IG Live. So it's not something that's on IG Stories anymore. You'll be able to see what's been said all in one centralized spot and go back to it. And actually this past Friday, we talked about birth prep and postpartum. And I got a lot of really good questions on that. And if you have any other questions on it, feel free to DM me and reach out on the SLD Wellness Instagram page and also check out Flowing with the Punches on Instagram where we'll be talking more about the podcast and about burnout, about pregnancy, about giving yourself space and time to process. And I'm just looking forward to continuing on with this path with you and talking about things that are going on. And if you have any questions that you want me to answer specifically on this podcast episode, specifically on this podcast or in an upcoming Ask a Doula, let me know. And I will absolutely do that. All right, y'all. It's been a pleasure. I will see you next week. Take care.